Hello and welcome to our podcast, What's the Next Step, with me, Sarah Harper. And me, Rachel Boyd. Rachel and I have had the pleasure of working together for a number of years and have nearly 40 years combined experience in the people business. We were really keen to use that experience and now as professional coaches, we've decided to come together on a weekly basis and chat through a range of subjects relating to life, business and careers. In season one, we're delving into the world of work, specifically looking at ways to take ownership of your career. We really hope to inspire you to understand your options and make confident choices as you explore your own career path and strive to reach your professional goals. Through the lens of our own personal stories and the experience we've had supporting many people in growing their careers, we're here to help you advance your own. So please subscribe to the podcast to be reminded of the next weekly episode and come and follow us at What's the Next Step podcast on Instagram. We really hope that you find this helpful. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our first episode. Hi, Rach. Hi, Sarah. Can we just take a moment to acknowledge we're about to record our first podcast? I know. I Amazing, feel like we've it? come such a long way since you sent me that voice note, which I think I received when I sat waiting to go to the dentist, actually. <laughs> I love the thought that I was there in your hour of need in the dentist chair, Rach. Always. Um, yeah, it's great to be here. It might actually be interesting for our listeners to know that we're not actually sitting together. Hence my hello to you just now, as I saw you popping up on a screen. Rach, you're up in sunny Yorkshire, aren't you? And I'm in North London. So hello from around the country to you, wherever you're listening from. So today's episode is called Managing Your Manager. But before we get to that, we thought you might like to hear a bit about what's coming up over the next few weeks and months. Season one is all about careers. Rach and I have had the absolute pleasure uh, of working together for 10 years. And now as coaches, we both often have discussions with clients around challenges and opportunities they are faced with in their world of work. So we thought this would be a good place to start. Uh, We'll have weekly episodes over the next 10 weeks covering all sorts of topics such as being an effective people manager, the importance of feedback, networking with confidence, imposter syndrome, So hopefully something there for all of you. Rach, do you want to just quickly summarise season two? Yeah, I mean, this is a big assumption because we're assuming we actually get to season two. Assuming there's a man, Sarah. Um, But if we do, we would also love to explore some broader life events. So those are maybe a little bit more personal, potentially more difficult, confronting. Those that allow us to be a little bit more vulnerable, maybe, because... I think it's fair to say that if we take even just the past 12 months, there have been so many people, whether it's friends, clients, a number of people you just cross paths with that clearly are going through a lot of different things, changing seasons in life, things related to health, relationship breakdowns. And so it feels like there's a broader set of things to cover. And we've got lots of ideas on that, but equally, we'd love to hear from you. And so come and join us over at What's the Next Step podcast, our new Instagram homepage, where you can share with us some of the topics that might be of interest to you. We'd love to really start a conversation and build a sense of community because one of the things that unites all of us is that really we're all just trying to navigate this thing called life, the highs, the lows. And so, yeah, we'd love to hear a number of different perspectives and find a place for us all to connect. Yes, absolutely. Look forward to hearing from you. Uh, For now, let's crack on with today's episode, Managing Your Manager. 
I mean, I suppose one of the most important relationships that we have at work is the one with our manager, isn't it? You know, our manager is the person who can influence our progress in terms of promotion and opportunities, projects, etc. And they're one of the key people who can, frankly, impact whether or not we enjoy our job. So for five of the 10 years that Rachel and I worked together, I was actually her manager. And Rachel, at the risk of embarrassing you deeply, I just wanted to say that you were an absolute expert, I would say, in managing me, your manager. Uh, and I thought we might start with me outlining some of the things you did particularly well. Oh, gosh. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I promise, Rach, if I've done my job properly in the past, it's, um, it's, it should, none of this should be new news. This is so awkward on our first <laughs> podcast. So I've jotted a couple of things down. Um, so I would say that there are probably five things I'm going to summarise. The first is a pretty basic one, but it's so fundamental. And that is that you focused on getting the job done really well. You worked really hard. You delivered on time. Everything that you produced was to the best of your ability. And as a manager, it's just so uh, refreshing to know that somebody who is working in your team, you can leave them to it. They're going to absolutely perform to their highest standard and what they produce will be of excellent quality. So that is point one. The second thing I would say is your general, was your general attitude and approach. I mean, you, you honestly came into work every day with a smile on your face, and a little spring in your step. And <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I think that's probably what you're like every day in life generally. But in the work environment, and as your manager, I just really appreciated it. And your desire to do well for yourself, but also for, part, for the team, you know, play your part of the team meant that we all felt as though we were in it together. And I felt totally supported, to be honest. What was really important about it, actually, though, was that you still showed up with this, this sort of approach, even on the tough days. You know, the days when you're feeling a bit fed up or you're tired or you're a little bit bored, frankly, of something that you're working on and it's grinding you down, you still had that smile and that chirpy way about you. And it was just such a wonderful way to, to interact with you. And I really appreciated that. Oh. Another thing I would say is the way that you communicated with me. I mean, communication, as we all know, is key to any relationship. Uh, and I have to say, Rach, I think this is one of the things we really got right. And I put a lot of that down to you. You figured out really quickly how to tell me what I needed to know, the good and the bad, in a way that landed with me. So you knew that I wasn't the person that wanted, you know, long paragraphs in an email with all the detail. I wanted short bullet points that I could absorb and read quickly. And you trusted that I would dig into anything that I needed more, more information on, which, which, was, which was the smart way to approach it. It also meant that we avoided any surprises. So I definitely felt as a manager prepared to do what I needed and wanted to do to support the team. So either by promoting the great work that was being done, which I loved to do, or if I needed to defend our position or explain something that hadn't quite gone according to plan, I think I always felt I had the information at my fingertips because of the way that you communicated with me. Well, I'm not going to lie, Sarah. I think I've probably learned from the best there. Oh, thanks, Rach. Um, the next point I would say is that I think it was just so great how transparent with, with me you were right from the get-go that this wasn't going to be your forever job and you were pretty clear that you had some broader aspirations and bigger career goals. And you made... You, 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 it meant that you, I realised that you trusted me from early on. And so we kind of immediately got into a place of kind of mutual trust and respect. 
And also, more importantly, it meant that I was then able to help support and guide you in achieving some of those bigger picture goals. And I think that that probably worked, you know, worked well for both of us. But I think that was that was really, really important. Finally, and probably most importantly, I would say, and this goes for our whole team who were brilliant, is that you know how to have a good time. I mean, we worked so hard, really long hours, and often for difficult, challenging clients. And those moments of howling laughter and pure joy will honestly stay with me forever. Um, what have oh. I missed, Rach? What would you say are the things that you think are important when it comes to managing your manager? Well, firstly, um, thank you, because that was very humbling. And I feel like genuinely I have just stepped out of a performance review with Sarah Hart. <laughs> uh, it really is taking me back. Quite emotional. Um, so, yeah, I mean... As you were speaking, I was genuinely thinking about, okay, what was it that maybe I was thinking about and what was I doing with some of the different managers that I had along the way to make the most of those relationships? And there's definitely a couple of things that have always stood out to me or something that I try to do. Firstly, you know, I've always tried to be empathetic with somebody who's managing me because at the end of the day, it is really hard sometimes being a manager. You're put under so many different um challenges you've got pressure so taking a moment to really just understand what maybe are some of their priorities what are their challenges what are the things that are keeping them up at night just gives you a totally different perspective and you know when the going gets tough or there's a difficult situation you're maybe working through with a manager or you get an email from them maybe and it doesn't quite land very it doesn't land very well with you it just gives you a totally different lens through which to view it and to take that moment to appreciate maybe what they've got going on just helps immensely. I think secondly, really trying to find ways to add value or to help mm. my manager and turn up with solutions versus, hey, have you seen all these issues we've got going on? <laughs> I mean, who needs that? That's so draining. I've definitely experienced that when I've been a manager myself and I, I think that has helped actually it's given me that perspective I don't want to be that person so thinking of ways in which I can be solution orientated but I think not only that actually also figuring out ways in which I can hold my hand up and actually say do you know what I think we need to do this do you want me to take that that on and just leave that with me I think it goes a long way to building that sense of trust and um, that rapport with your manager because they know you're there to, to help and then practically, and I remember working with a manager a number of years ago, but this has always stick, stuck with me. And it was around how we spent our time together because time was so precious. We probably had about 30 minutes every other week, if that, in many instances. And he shared with me a three-part framework in terms of how it might make sense for us to use that 30 minutes. And what we focused on was number one, people. So he'd always want to hear what was going on across the team with the individuals and team members. What were some of the things he should be aware of? Are there any individuals it might be helpful for him to spend some more time with? And I just love the fact that we always found time and created time, even though it was precious, to dig into what's going on at the people level. Then number two, we would always focus on strategy. So as in any team, you're always going to have various priorities, objectives, whatever. And so we take some time just to kind of run through how we're tracking against those and what's going on. Um, and then number three, importantly, and what manager doesn't want to know about the, these, we talked about the issues. So we talked about the things that were maybe brewing, 
where there were maybe unhappy clients, things that we were anticipating were not quite on track or they weren't heading in the right direction so that he knew exactly where to step in, come and help us, have our backs. And again, I just found this three-parter just so helpful in terms of how to structure that time. So it didn't drift. It didn't turn into just shooting the breeze. It was very much, let's get focused. Um, and so share that in case it's helpful for anybody else listening to, to take that away or to kind of change some of those headings. But it really kept me honest and kept me focused. And then the last thing as you were talking that was coming up for me was a point around being vulnerable with your manager. So really trying to turn the conversation as best you can into a bit more of a two-way conversation and interaction, whether that's maybe asking for feedback when you feel as though, oh God, you know something hasn't gone quite to plan, but actually you know getting that feedback will be very helpful or even stopping them in their tracks and asking for their advice or help, because quite honestly, you don't know which way to turn next. And just showing that degree of vulnerability, because I think sometimes we always think we've got to have everything together, we've got to have the answers, we've got to prove ourselves to our managers. And sure, in some instances, that's, that's what we want to do. However, I do think it goes a long way in that long-term relationship lens to really show some of that vulnerability and to ask for help. Yeah, I totally agree with that, Rach. I mean, I think we're all human at the end of the day, aren't we? Yeah. And I think it I think it takes some pressure out of the situation if frankly both sides can just show a little bit of that of that vulnerability. No one's perfect. No. I think it's good to kind of be able to be ourselves and recognise when we need help. I totally agree with that. And I suppose one of the things that we talk a lot about, we being me and my clients, which I think is the same for you, Rach, is the challenging manager. You know, oh, when yes. things are difficult, when the person's difficult, when you feel like your relationship's not clicking, what sort of things do you end up sort of experiencing or have you experienced or do you end up talking to people about in that regard? Yeah, I mean, I really empathise with individuals who may be experiencing a challenging period with their manager or just a challenging character in of itself. Um, and yeah, I mean, it comes up quite a lot, I would say. What have we discussed? I mean, I think one of the common themes is people just really wanting to try and address it head on. There's this willingness almost out there at the moment that people aren't accepting. They don't want to sit back and just take that character anymore. They actually want to confront it head on. I've, I've seen that situation a number of times more recently. And I'd say a couple of the things that naturally come out in some of those coaching conversations are firstly, what opportunity is there to kind of step back and evaluate what role you might be playing in that challenging dynamic. Because I think sometimes we always run towards the issue and we're always maybe ready to place the blame in inverted commas at the manager's door. But actually just taking a moment to pause and consider, is there anything I'm doing or any way in which I'm contributing to this dynamic that I could maybe change to see if it dissipates? I think that's always a healthy starting point. But then if you really do want to confront your manager on it, I think trying to come at it from a place in which it's very factual, the conversation. So you have to almost remove any of that emotion from that conversation and think about what are some of your genuine observations? What's been coming up in that interaction? Sometimes it could be with a micromanager. That tends to be a very common topic, I would say. Um, and then trying to identify for the manager What's the impact that they're ultimately having on you in the work context? So is it limiting your performance? In what way is this impacting you at work? Because typically they tend to be the 
the points of reference that your manager is going to actually tune into. And it may then make your manager step back and appreciate, wow, I do probably need to listen to some of this feedback and I do need to take some responsibility in it. And then thirdly, I think it's all about how do you convert that conversation when you've laid the feedback on the line? Is there a way to convert it into a win-win situation? So you're not sat there just demanding that your manager changes, but you're, again, asking for help. You're, you're wanting to find their support. What opportunities do they see for you to make a change? And what can they do in order to support you in that? So trying to find that common ground, trying to find that partnership and way forward. Um, so those, I'd say, are some of those themes or pointers that typically come out in these types of conversations but it has surprised me how many times particularly if I'm coaching clients and it's about being at work or trying to advance their careers a lot of the blockers tend to be around the manager it has it has really surprised me yes and I like the point that you're making there around us looking at ourselves first looking inwards I mean I think one of the things that I probably realized um, a, a bit late, or ideally, I would have realised earlier if I put it that way. <laughs> is this point around the fact that I, at the end of the day, can really only influence how I behave and what I do? Right. I had some managers right at the start of my career who I just didn't think were quite as effective as they ought to be. I had very high expectations of a manager in the way that I have very high expectations of myself even today. Um, but what I was expecting of them wasn't quite being met. And I remember feeling a real sense of frustration and irritation and a bit of a kind of poor me. Mm. You know, why do I have to be the one that's got the not very good manager? Or, you know, this is really impacting me and my day to day, let alone my career. And I realised at some point that that wasn't really getting me anywhere, that approach. I mean, I was sort of waiting for them to change because they had received feedback, for example. And I realised that actually that probably wasn't the most effective way of handling the situation. And I remember having a very deliberate kind of mindset shift. Mm. And instead of seeing it as a negative and something that I had no ability to have any input into, instead I looked at it and thought, how can I use this as an opportunity? How can I use this as a chance to demonstrate my abilities as I was sort of growing and developing my career into more of a manager Mm. you know how could I you know demonstrate that even without much support from my boss I was still able to deliver a really good work product and deliver you know with a with with the people that I was working with and I once I had that that mindset shift Mm -hmm. honestly everything did change for me and I realized then that actually the upsides of having the managers who I didn't think were as effective or didn't perhaps have enough time for me. The upsides were that I could really go in any direction that I wanted to go in. And I had the freedom to some extent to explore and grow in the way that I wanted to grow. And I think that that was quite a different way of looking at it and quite impactful for me. I love how you turn that to your advantage. You almost, I can hear you talk about, you move from this almost like victim mindset. Yes. Yes. Into, okay, sure, it's not fair, but I'm going to turn this around. I'm going to make it work for me. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, I, I did, I mean, it's not, it wasn't straightforward because I did have to manage those emotions of, you know, when my, when I didn't feel as though my manager had enough time for me, you know, I, it is quite easy and quick, I think, to fall down that hole of thinking, 
well they don't care about what I'm doing and if they don't care what you know who who else does anybody else care and then your motivation can drop quite quickly so I think it's sort of maybe about recognizing that and catching that at a time before it before it gets too you know too far down the hole and then realizing what you can do about it I think yeah I think and it just gives you a real sense of sort of ownership yeah and um and yeah so I think that really worked for me I do think though that there were two things probably alongside that one is that one thing it taught me so definitely a silver lining as well is that I really developed my broader network so if I didn't feel I was getting what I needed from my manager I realized that I could probably get that from somebody else senior who sat maybe alongside my manager who had more time or more interest or whatever it may be. And I also used my peer network massively. Mm -hmm. So really developing those kind of relationships that you have with the people who sit next to you in front of you and just down the corridor was, was transformational for me. And it's probably just worth calling out, isn't it, that we recognise that it's clearly not just your manager who's got a bearing on your career, but all these other groups, individuals, whether it's mentors, champions, um, peers, as you say, which we sometimes forget. And actually, we've got those lined up for future episodes for us to dig in a little bit in terms of how can we make the most of some of those that we can often overlook. Yes. Nice plug, Rach. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that was the first thing. The second thing I would say is that I do think there are some very basic critical things that a manager really ought to be able to, you know, be able to do. Uh, it's part of their, you know, the thing that they sign up for when they become a manager, to be honest. What do and they I, look like for you? Well, yeah, it's a good question because it might not be the same thing for, for everybody. So I think it's worth spending a bit of time, you know, really recognising what's the most important thing that you think you need from your manager. For me, and it probably it was because of it was a certain point in my career, i.e. I was relatively junior and sort of trying to progress. For me, it was definitely about feedback, although, to be honest, I think I would say that now. I'm a big fan of feedback. Um, so definitely about making sure I got some feedback. Like, was I at least heading in the right direction or did I need to do some pretty quick course correction? Yeah. Um, and secondly, I suppose possibly linked is the, you know, the the conversations about where my career was headed. So you know, making sure that my manager really has a sense of what what I would like to achieve and what's next for me. I think those are probably the two things that are pretty important. Mm. And so I think once you have understood what it is that's the most important things for you, I would say then it's just about figuring out how to make sure you can push for those. Yeah. Um, you know, there are, and everybody will have a different way of doing that and it will make sense and things will work differently for different people. But I think I genuinely think it's really okay to push for some of those basics from your manager. Yeah. Um, I mean, one thing that's interesting, though, is how we think about managing your manager who may be in a different location. I mean, both of us, Rach, have had global teams, haven't we? Yeah. And I wonder what experience you have of that you could share with us your pearls of wisdom, Rach, on um, how you might think about managing somebody in a different location. As yeah. in, sorry, managing your manager in a different location. Yeah. I was really looking at um, various managers who are all over the globe. Um, but I always remember my experiences of those who managed me from New York. And, you know, obviously, I think beyond the classics of you're naturally working with individuals from a slightly different culture. So that stylistically, they may have a slightly different approach. So you've got to take all of that in and adjust to some of that. Obviously, you've got the time zone element as well that you want to work with versus let that work against you. Um, 
so there's obvious things but I think some of the more subtle ways in which you know I had to be thoughtful about working with those types of individuals was firstly visibility obviously as you say you're not in the same location you don't have the natural moments just to go and stop by their office and shoot the breeze for like the five minutes in between meetings so you miss out on all of that so mm. I do think from a visibility perspective you've got to be I'd say a little bit more deliberate about keeping yourself in the flow of communication and you know I had to build up some confidence as I became more senior just to pick up the phone to yeah. people I often thought they were too busy why on earth would they want me to pick up the phone to them and just chat through the course of the day but actually I got feedback from them that that's exactly what they wanted. They wanted to feel connected as if I was sat outside their office. So um, really being thoughtful about how you can keep up that level of profile and visibility, but also from a communication perspective, as we just talked about, you miss out on the inverted commas, the water cooler moments, right? Yes. You can't just go hang out with them um, at drinks or in any other fashion. So You've got to find other ways, I think, and create the time and space to bring in some of your personality and for yeah. them to let them get to know you in the same way as you would if you were, again, working with them a little bit more sort of in proximity. So lots of things to be thoughtful about, but I think visibility and communication are probably key. Yeah, so I suppose it comes back to that point, doesn't it, that you're making earlier about the vulnerability, which is sort of just the human aspect of yeah. any relationship, really. Yeah. which is which is possibly harder to demonstrate mm. uh, when you're not sort of sitting next to each other or near each other. But it's so important to any relationship. So yeah. anything that you can do, I agree, Rach, to just have some sort of connection that isn't just about work. Thank I think it's really, it's really key. I mean, it feels like we've covered quite a lot here, Rach. Um, if I think through it, being bold and owning it, uh, being as empathetic as possible towards your manager, uh, be solutions focused, be flexible with your approach. And well, I suppose because, you know, all managers are not, are not, you know, are not equal. And so having to think about how you can flex that your style for them would be would be helpful. And being deliberate. I think that's what you did particularly well is you were quite strategic about these relationships. And I think it, it really paid off. I mean, either way, I suppose what we're saying is that it's worth investing time and energy in your relationship with your manager. It's absolutely critical, as we said, to both your enjoyment of the job and your progress. Yeah, and I'd say at the end of the day, I've heard this quote before, and I think it stands out here, actually. Hope is not a strategy. So if you find yourself at the moment dealing with a particularly challenging manager or a tricky situation, don't just sit there and hope they are receiving feedback. They are going to do something about it. I think that point around being deliberate, confronting it sometimes head on, which can be challenging, can actually be really, really impactful. Yes, agreed. So when we think about each of the points that we've covered, I'd encourage all you listeners to think about what's the next step for you when you are considering your relationship with your manager and how it could be improved even further. Yeah. And we'd love to hear from you. What stood out today? Have you got any ideas? What have we missed? What are some of the things that you'd encourage us to be thinking about in taking that relationship to the next level? So come and join us over at What's the Next Step podcast, our Instagram homepage, um, where we'd love to hear some of those thoughts. Um, and yeah, very much look forward to chatting again next week. Yeah. See you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. We hope that you're leaving with plenty of food for thought and feel inspired to take the next step in whatever way makes sense for you. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would really appreciate it if you could rate, review and subscribe 
and come and follow us at What's the Next Step podcast on Instagram. We hope you join us again soon.